So I thought I'd just share a few thoughts on on this year, really. Um, it's not going to be a particular kind of um, exposition of the Bible or anything like that, but but more just looking at uh, where we started and, and where we've been, really, on this journey, because um, it was actually Jamie who said to me, um, you've got to make sure you celebrate your first birthday. How are you going to do it? And, and actually, I really, I found that really quite challenging to make me stop and think, actually, well, what have we learned and how have we been shaped? Um, so let's think about where where we started. It, it was an interesting journey for me and Ham. We knew God was calling us to go and do something, to step out um, and do something different. We'd been we'd been actively involved in in churches over the years, and they were brilliant churches, ones that we loved um, being a part of and loved serving. But I think we knew that there was something about us that was called to go and do something different. So. Stepping out to do something new is a really strange time. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because <laughs> it's just, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's quite challenging. But for us, we decided we were going to focus on, try and focus on two things. We wanted to build an understanding of how to best connect with people and create spaces that were easily accessible. That's anyone, not, not Christians, uh, anyone that we meet. Uh, but also develop a place that people who'd left church in the past... Uh, felt safe to walk back into and what we did before we decided exactly what it would look like we spent time talking to loads of people who'd been in church and walked away and and people who weren't in church and trying to get an idea of what is it that goes on in people's heads because when you're completely immersed in a Christian culture you don't always realise what it looks like from the outside or what it looks like for people who've walked away and actually we felt really stirred what what does what does God want to do for for the generations moving forward for society as it continues to move, um, but also people who've wandered away from church and maybe don't know how they could wander back into a building. Um, I still don't feel like we've got an absolute perfect answer, but we're dedicated to that mission of finding what are the things that make a difference to people in that way. And as I said, it was a big step to take. We would say. As we talked about it this week, we've been really humbled that there was a group of people, a lot of people around this room, who decided to jump in and choose this vision um, and get it and come on this journey with us. We're massively humbled that people uh, chose to do that. I remember the first couple of weeks we did sit there going, is anyone going to come? And actually, I still feel that most weeks. Get to about 10 o'clock thinking, have we had any texts that said people aren't coming? Because... I, I was up till two trying to finish this talk and <laughs> is anyone here? And actually, those kind of things, are they are really challenging, but we knew that we were called to do it. Uh, someone gave us a picture, um, kind of in the early stages of doing stuff, and it was a picture of um, a couple of people walking down a path that was entirely overgrown, and they had some of those uh, old-fashioned sides, those kind of threshing tools, and, and what these two people were doing was walking down this path, and there wasn't actually a path there, but they were making a way through something that was completely, um, completely undiscovered and untouched. Uh, and that really resonated with both me and Han when we, when we were kind of deciding to, to step out and do this, because it really did feel for us. I know that what we've done and what we're doing is nothing new and particularly innovative, but it was new for us. It was new for the people around us and, and there wasn't anything that was trying to do what we were doing. So even though we know we're not the first, we're not the pioneers and doing something that's never been done. Um, 
I know that, that it's new for us and it was important that we get uh, confident to, to be people who are prepared to walk down paths that don't currently exist um, but thresh out of the way the stuff um, in order to make a path um, for the people who are on this journey with us but also for people in the future that they know this is an option, that this is a way that people can go. Um, and at times that's felt an uncertain journey. It's felt isolating at times, uh, and sometimes it's been quite a nervous process. Stepping out in faith is not something that's particularly easy. But what we found is as we've cleared that space, as we've made a way, we've begun to form an identity. Um, and that's what, as I said earlier, that's what the first year seems to do. It seems to hone your own understanding of who you are, what you're about and where you're going. And I would say for us it's no longer about us rambling through the unknown, uh, we know who we are now. We're, we're sure about who we are. We know what we're about. We know that if, if someone was to come in and, and try and push us down a different direction, we're strong enough and secure enough to say, well, no, that's, that's not really what we're going to do here. We know this is what we're called to do. Um, so what's been developed in us? Well, I think for me, when I, I think about what has changed in our thinking or what's been challenged in our thinking has been this process where we've developed our awareness, our compassion and our understanding of people. I think it's been quite an exciting journey where our, our thought processes, our, our approach, our thinking about people has been changed and challenged to be able to, um, to blow out some of the cobwebs or some of the stereotypical ideas or positions that we may well have had and be prepared to, to be challenged by God about what he thinks about individuals and their potential and where they're going. And I think sometimes I, I listened to um, a podcast a few weeks ago and um, in, in the podcast, there's a really interesting phrase where someone just threw this comment in there and said, sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that people who aren't saved are the enemy. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we think that people who don't believe the same as us, we almost count them as the enemy, that they don't believe the same as us. So, so, so we're not in, in unity or we're not joined with them. Whereas... That's clearly not the case. And we know that when we stop and think rationally about it. Of course they're not the enemy. Um, actually, they're people that God loves and that he wants us to reach out to and make a difference to. And I think what we've discovered really, what's been developed in us is this understanding, as Lizzie's already said, is our challenge has been more around how do we become love to all people? And that's been a brilliant challenge. And she mentioned um, the writer Bob Goff. If you ever want a, an interesting read, um, his books are great. And I'm still halfway through um, uh, Everybody Always. But there's a couple of quotes that he's, um, that he's mentioned that we've talked about in the living room. One is, uh, love with an agenda is not love. And I think when, when we hit upon that and talked about that as, as a group of people, it, when you have an agenda in a relationship, it changes everything. And, and if we think about well, who does God want us to be to other people, if he wants us to be love, we've got to set aside agenda and be prepared to be dedicated and committed and compassionate, understanding, all these different kind of things to people. And that means agenda spoils that because then it means that that relationship is just a transaction of I give you this, you give me that and we agree and we move forward together. I don't think that is what God has, has stirred in us this year. And I think there's a real challenge and a real sharpening in our thinking to say, actually, how do we become loved? The other quote that, he, um, that he's got in his book, 
um, says, when people meet me, this is what he says about himself, when people meet me, I want them to feel like they've just met the whole of heaven. And I, lo- I love that idea, that concept, that, that we can live our lives in such a way that when anyone meets you, they go, something not not just there's something different about that person but they go wow that was a really lovely experience or when they um recall that that encounter with you to someone else later that day it is just positive and it is flowing with stuff that that makes you realize there is something about that person that that is just different uh, and I, I, as a as a youth worker years ago, I'd always talk. I'd always talk to young people about. Imagine if someone could say, could could point out the fact there's something different about the way you live your life. Actually, now as an adult, I desperately want that to be the case. I want everyone who meets me to feel that that there's something clearly different in my approach, in my my um, my attention my um, offering of what I'm going to bring to that that conversation, that meeting, um, that chance encounter, whatever it might be. Um, And actually, it boils down to this thing of of our challenge is to become love to all people. And and when we looked at... Lizzie's touched on a few of these things when she talked about where we've been, but when we revisit where we've been this year, we started right at the beginning looking at... um, Emmanuel, God with us. What does it look like for God to truly be with us in our lives, in our everyday lives? We, we talked in one of the weeks about uh, the character of Moses when, there's, uh, when he's talking to the burning bush, that God is in the bush and he's communicating to Moses. And, and the bush, so God says, um, take off your sandals because the, the ground you're standing on is holy ground. And we, we discussed this, um, this thought of, Um, Did that ground suddenly become holy in that moment because the bush was on fire or was was the ground always holy? But Moses was too busy and too moving too fast or too distracted by his life that he wasn't aware that that ground was holy all along. And actually, I don't know the actual answer, but I love the concept of saying, imagine if every single um, step that you take is actually holy ground. But sometimes we're just not connecting with God to the extent where we can notice uh, or be aware that, that he is at work and doing stuff and able to change things within that situation. So we started off by saying, actually, imagine what life would look like if God, if we, if we truly connected with the fact that God was with us every single day. We then moved on. Uh, we, we discovered this phrase, which I think has really been part of our, a key part of our character and identity as a group. And the phrase is, uh, discipleship is becoming who Jesus would be if he was you. And we would often talk about it and I would say, well, my problem's always been that I became a Christian at the age of six and I've been on this lifelong mission to be like Jesus, who resembles me in very few, other than being male, not really any other ways. He has hair um, and uh, he's a carpenter and he's, he's got all of these amazing character traits, which I lack most of them. Um, and actually, when I think about how do I become like Jesus, I've been told all the time that you need to be a bit more like Jesus. We're all trying to be a bit more like him, making this effort to be like him. And I, I've often felt like I was just a little bit of a disappointment in that pursuit that I haven't quite got it right, or um, there's some clear areas that I still need to keep working on. Um, And actually, that stuff is your challenge. But when I change it to say, what does it look like if Jesus was me? 
with my skills, abilities, my, my personality, um, all of the things that make me me, what does that look like uh, moving forward? Is, do I feel like I have the potential to be more like that? Absolutely, yes. Can I be, um, can I kind of transport myself 2,000 years ago, be long-haired, living in, uh, living in um, um, like uh, Israel, all, all of those kind of places? Can, can I be that person? I'm not sure I can, but I can be potentially who Jesus would be if he was me. And that makes it easier for all of us to suddenly sign up to this mission. That we're not trying to be someone else, we're trying to be us, but the Jesus version of us. Um, and that was the most amazing journey because we looked at, we, we peeled back the layers of the onion of identity. And said, actually, what does it look like um, to be me? Uh, what is it that makes me me? And, and what are the things that everyone sees that they identify me as? But actually, what are the things as we go through the layers of the onion that make me more complex and actually form who I am? whether I realise it or not. And then we did this thing where we talked about what would it look like if we invited God into each of those layers and allowed him to be part of all of the things that have made us who we are and ultimately him be the core of who we are. We then built on that by looking at, um, we, we can see that our identity and becoming who Jesus would be if he was us, we need to know who we are, but also we need to know who Jesus is. So we looked at then this journey of what are the characteristics of Jesus that we can transfer into our lives that will enhance who we are and make us better, make us more like him. And, and the, the combination of those two things, the, the aim and the, the kind of focus was let's try and work on this stuff together as an ongoing kind of commitment to see whether we can begin to resemble more of who Jesus would be if he was us. And now we've hit this point, uh, which I'm really excited about, where we, we're, we're trying to work out who we are and who Jesus is, but at the same time, who our society is. Because if we're going to make an impact and make a difference to the people that we see on a daily basis, we've got to understand some of the dynamics of what goes on in people's lives, but also what's gone in history that has changed the way people think and feel about God and has challenged the very nature of whether the gospel is good news for someone. And actually, if we can begin to ask ourselves some quite brave questions and work out who is God calling us to be within the society that we live in at the minute, then actually, if we can get that bit right and we can work out how we do this brilliantly, then maybe we can begin to see more and more people impacted. And that's where we land at the minute. And I'm so excited about where we're going with this next. So we're looking at the story of Daniel and um, that is uh, quite a life-changing book when you begin to, to look into the finer detail of what was going on. Uh, we're only kind of two weeks in, but, but I've already been really challenged. But when we revisit all this stuff, when we look back over this year, what's, what's interesting is what I would suggest has happened for us um, in our thinking is that we've been through quite an evolution uh, in our approach to the three words that we started with. We decided to build the living room on three words, refuge, hope and purpose. And I would say we understood those words at the beginning, but the last year has, has allowed those three words to evolve to mean something even greater. Uh, as we begin to understand people more, uh, to have more compassion, to, to, uh, to I suppose, allow God to speak into different situations into our lives and guide us in other situations. The idea that we become people who focus on providing refuge, uh, helping people to find hope and having a culture that pursues purpose 
to me, I feel like when I look at those words now, I understand who we are so much better around those words. And moving forward with that, that is what we're dedicated to. That is what I would say for me, I'm, I'm more passionate about that now than ever. That if I can help people find refuge, uh, help people uh, find hope and help people find purpose, that's, that's my mission and my passion in life. And uh, it's going to look different at different times. Um, and actually where the living room goes is an exciting journey for us. We, we want to see it grow and, and us connect with more people. Um, and actually, I think the passion for me often, often boils down to a mixture of two things. I want to see people who have no idea about what God could do, do for them. I want to see them awakened and connected with him in a new and exciting way. And then to get this message, apply it to their lives and see their lives really impacted. But equally, I want to see people who, not, not just people who've walked away from church and know it, I want to see them uh, connected and transformed. But actually, I also want to see people who are stale and static in their faith, completely transformed and almost an adrenaline shot in their relationship with God. So that they truly can be people who connect with God every single day of their lives and every morning they wake up and it's the start of an exciting adventure of they say, look, God, it's me and you today. What are we going to do? And actually, if you can imagine what that would look like, that is my that's my passion and my mission that I want to see people um, woken up uh, and, and kind of transformed out of a static and and sometimes a festering state and reignited in their uh, relationship with God. So it's been a, a good year. Uh, an, an interesting year, an exciting one, a challenging one at times. Um, but I'm really hopeful as we as we stand in a more secure position in our identity after year one, that, that year two and, and beyond are exciting ones, uh, where actually we just desperately want God to, to keep shaking us, uh, to keep um, pushing us um, and... And leading us and guiding us really into the ways he wants to go. So thank you so much for everyone who's been a part of that journey, whether you've been faithfully uh, praying for us and supporting us like that or turning up and getting involved, getting stuck in. Um, this is about creating a culture where we take this stuff out. It's never going to be about a Sunday morning where we always have to um, prioritise that above all other things. Actually, we want that to be the, the source of inspiration, the point that we, that we love meeting together. But actually, it's always all about what happens when we leave uh, that time together and how we take this stuff and apply it to our own lives. So thank you guys for, um, for sticking with us. And um, yeah, let's, let's keep doing what we can to uh, make a difference to the lives of other people. Thank you.